Dear Chrysalis, welcome or welcome back. We continue our journey to self-realization today by exploring the first of many tools that will be assisting us. I have been promising an episode on numerology for weeks now, and here it finally is. We begin with the number chart, the equivalent in numerology of an astrological chart in astrology, and we will gain an in-depth understanding of just a few major placements within this chart today, which I refer to as light placements. Using these placements, we can begin to analyze our own thinking by understanding our own motives. I'll share in this episode exactly how these placements and how the shadow aspects of them have helped me understand the ways in which I have internalized my upbringing, and then how you can use them to analyze the ways in which you comprehend your own experiences. So today we focused on familiarizing ourselves with this tool because understanding self is the first step to realizing self. And as one of the pioneers of modern psychology, Carl Jung says, The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. Now, before we dive right into the number chart and its placements of focus, let's understand what numerology is. Numerology is exactly what it sounds like, the study of numbers. It's a study of patterns throughout the universe used to explain events about us both externally and internally. It's first mentioned in history under the rule of the Babylonian Empire, wherein the Chaldean numerical system was born. Around this time, the Egyptians had also created their own system. Numerology became both more simple and more complex when the Greek philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras proposed that every occurrence in the universe could be explained by a single digit number. Though each system, the Chaldean, Pythagoras, Egyptian, Hebrew, and many more, all used the numbers differently, assigning different meanings, significance, and associations to each number, all the cultures agreed that the numbers could be used to understand an individual. These numbers can reveal where the individual is coming from, where they're headed, how they can get there, and why they are going. So let's understand our individual number charts. We'll stick most closely with the Pythagoras system, reducing our birth dates and names to single digits with the exception of 11 and 22. And in another episode where we explore the dark placements, we'll use the Chaldean system to analyze the two-digit numbers that make up our life path placement. Let's include in our preamble how to understand and relate to these numbers. I ask, dear Chrysalis, that you do not treat these numbers as fixed objectives, but rather as symbols. Each number will carry a plethora of possible meanings and associations. Be open-minded in exploring and connecting to the numbers. And understand that when we say a number chart placement is represented by whichever number is specific to you, that we are saying we exist within that frequency and vibration of that number within that placement. It may be helpful to think of the numbers as colors, especially since each number has a color association. But it's the same as understanding that all colors are light, just vibrating at different frequencies. The same for all of your number chart placements. And we hope to align ourselves with the frequency of our placements, opposed to fighting that frequency. Or you can think of the frequency of numbers as Pythagoras did, as musical notes. And like light in each number, sound carries their own frequencies as well. Now, the first of the light placements is our life path. It's the equivalent of our sun signs in astrology. 
This placement reveals much about us, but focuses mostly on our purpose within this incarnation. This is one of the easier numbers to calculate, as it only requires our birth date. We begin this calculation by adding up all the digits within our birth date. Then we take the digits of that sum and add until you get a single digit number, unless your sum is 11 or 22. In this case, leave your number as is because these are master numbers. Within our life path placement, we understand which pursuits and types of relationships can free us or oppress us. Success is personally defined for us here, and with our life path placement, we can determine our character strengths and weaknesses. Next is our soul urge. Note that these titles are often different depending on who's reading the chart. I personally take my placement titles from a free numerology app that I will happily be sharing later in this episode. The soul urge represents our motivations. This is the driving force behind what we do. It may represent the ways in which we wish the rest of the world approached life as well. It's our own personal perfect philosophy by which we wish to live. This calculation is a bit trickier and requires a chart that I cannot share with you through an audio platform, but I've posted to the highlights on the new podcast Instagram page. This chart associates each letter of the alphabet with the number one through nine. We're using the Pythagoras chart, wherein the letters simply proceed in alphabetical order. For the soul urge, we take all the vowels in our names, first, middle, and last names, and add up the number equivalents. And then we reduce the sum to a one-digit number. This time, 11 and 22 are expected to be reduced as well. Note that the app I'll be sharing, though, does all of these calculations for you, so just hold on for it. Our next light placement is our personality. This number is calculated similarly with the soul urge, but uses consonants rather than vowels. It represents our idea of the perfect persona. And again, the persona is one of the four archetypes of the psyche that represents the faces we wear in certain environments. And though we have more than one persona, the personality placement describes the constant way in which you wish to be perceived no matter the environment. Here we find the legacies in which we wish to leave. This is the character with which we want people to remember us by. And the last of the light placements is our expression. This number is calculated using all of the letters of your name, and yes, it is rather tedious to calculate, especially if you've got many ethnic names like myself, like each of my names is between seven and nine letters, but I digress. The expression placement reveals how we best communicate. By understanding this placement, we can negotiate to our advantage, seducing and manipulating the world around us. The placement can have more obvious shadow aspects, though all of the light placements have their shadow. When we start using these placements to recognize our thinking patterns or when we start using them to understand how we processed events in our past, we must first ask ourselves a question. Did I process this event or circumstance in a healthy way? Hear me out fully now because you should not feel gaslighted after I make the point I'm going to make, or at least I hope you don't. I can't tell you how you should feel. Your feelings though are completely valid and you interpreted whichever situation to the best of your ability with who you were at the time and with your understanding of the world. But the easiest way to answer this question is to decide whether you are traumatized by that event or not. Now, this is not to say that if you were traumatized by a traumatizing event, that you and your interpretation are to blame, not at all. 
It is just an objective guide to begin studying your placements. If the answer is no, you did not process things in a healthy way, then you likely have resonated more with the shadow attributes of your light placements. If the answer is yes, you have processed things in a healthy way, then you have likely resonated with the light attributes of your light placements. However though, you definitely have resonated with both at some point. We're just looking for where to begin our analysis. When I answer that question in regards to the absence of my father, my personal understanding of the teachings of my church, and my relationship with my mother, my answer was a flat out no. I did not process these things in a healthy way. And I came to the conclusion that for a long time, I saw the world through the shadow attributes of my light placements. Let's start with what my placements are. My life path is one, and what will be relevant when we talk about the dark placements is that my life path, one stems from an original sum of 19, reduced to 10, reduced to one. Similarly, my personality and destiny placements are represented by the number one as well. And lastly, my soul urge is the vibration of nine. So let's just understand the themes of the numbers one and nine, and then we'll relate them to their respective placements in my chart. One symbolizes leadership, individuality, independence, and creativity to keep it short and sweet. When in the life path placement, the individual's purpose is to implement new structures and ways of doing things in society. This person will be comfortable in leadership positions, be competitive, require loyalty, often need recognition and acknowledgement, and often have an overwhelming or inspirational sense of creativity. In the position of personality, this individual wishes to be remembered as an adequate, fair leader. They want to be remembered as someone people could feel comfortable trusting and following. And in the expression placement, the individual with the vibration of one best negotiates by being decisive and independent. Networks are best made by showing off creativity and problem-solving skills. Nine symbolizes humanitarianism, influence, wisdom, enlightenment, and benevolence. And I say enlightenment because nine is also often associated with mystical and occult knowledge. In the soul urge position, the individual is motivated by a desire to understand without bias. This person wishes to be influenced by their vast knowledge and studies and wishes for others to be educated as well. This number indicates someone who wishes to share information rather than impose it on others. Bringing it back to me as I love to do, note that of my light placements, one is a heavily concentrated vibration. And hear me out, I do not wish to beat myself up for the ways I internalize my circumstances, but as a true life path one, that is exactly what happened. One and its singularity were recurring in my situation. One parent, one child, and in my childhood years, I was alone a lot. This already influenced how I would see the world, which was through my own extremely personal, extremely singular perspective. And with all of my number one placements, you can assume that in my youth, I was a grade A narcissist. Now, as I've shared with you guys, and as I have learned through my writing, my shame with being a fatherless child was taught to me by the church. Sermons on fornication and biblical stories of bastards and illegitimate children would plague my mind and self-worth throughout my entire adolescence. Now, here's the reason. 
One represents the leader. The shadow of this aspect can present in two ways when things are going wrong. First, the leader will overassume responsibility for everything going wrong or right. Second, the leader rejects responsibility altogether, looking for people to blame. I experienced both of these negative complexes of the leader. The former within my experience with the church as I took responsibility for being a bastard child. I felt responsible as a product of sin, which in this case was fornication. Now, you can see how the exclusion does not make sense, and yet I carried the blame with me for years. I experienced the latter complex within my relationship with my mother, because when I didn't want to assume responsibility, I readily pushed it onto her. I didn't really blame her for fornication though, like that wasn't the problem. It was rather the complex I faced with loyalty. So as I said earlier, the life path one needs like a small loyal following. When the leader is not in a good headspace, they can become super suspicious of the people around them. And my mother, who was the first on my team, received all of my suspicion. Because it fed the idea that we had not been outright rejected and because I knew nothing about my father, I formed the belief that my mother must have simply not told him. Like, did not tell him that she was pregnant or that I existed and just decided that she would do it on her own. I formed this belief thinking that my mother was selfish and that her decision was born for her need for control. And I can tell you now that like my mother is completely not selfish. She is the most selfless woman I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and I thank God that she's my mother. Um, I can't say too much for the control. I think we have both definitely been damaged and we have our control complexes. When you have been in situations where you have not had what you needed, you know, and just been really vulnerable, you kind of develop a complex with control that you would like to be in control of your situation whenever possible. So I can't really deny that one, but it also comes with her personality as I learned last year, as I learned that she's also a life path one. So I wouldn't say that my kind of horrible assumption was born from nothing. My mother is a very independent, self-sufficient woman. Knowing her, like I would have thought that she would grow up and want to be on her own. She didn't really seem like the type of person who was thinking about starting a family and I just used to think as a kid that maybe I was taking up too much space and that there wasn't space for two people so she just chose to do it on her own. I was wrong of course. Um, I learned this last year but yeah I just want to say that it wasn't like a foundationless assumption as kind of horrid and rude as it is but know that the suspicion was also born of another complex. As a life path one and with my other one placements, I have a complex with loyalty. So my brain just outright refused to believe that I had been abandoned. Like it did not compute in my head. It just wasn't possible. So the only alternative was that this guy did not know I existed because there's no way he knew that I was there and he just didn't want to be a part of my life. That was my thinking as a child. And then another thing, another complex of the one placements that affected my relationship with my mother was that competitive edge, which we both have, mind you. But when you mix that suspicion and competitiveness, I essentially was under the belief that my mother had set me up. Doing research on 
kind of the lives that people live when they've only had one parent, you're not really set up for success. And I just kind of thought like out of some person's selfishness, I had been put way behind the starting line in life. And yeah, it was just kind of that competitive type of behavior and thought process that would really make me turn my mother into an enemy when she wasn't. Now, why on earth is all of this relevant? If you have not heard me say it a million times, I overassume responsibility for a lot. So just a year ago, when I was starting my shadow work journey and coming to understand how my own thought processes and belief systems were like damaging, I continued to damage myself saying like, geez, I Obama, you would be so much further in your life you could have accomplished so much more had you just not been so judgmental, had you not been so mean to yourself and the people around you, if you had just asked more questions, yada, yada, right? So it's again, this blame game while I'm trying to heal and that wasn't healthy. But in knowing my number chart, I now just have like an objective awareness of how my brain works, of how I am wired and why I would internalize my experiences the way that I did. So what I have gained from understanding myself through my number chart is more objectivity. I can stop blaming myself. I am wired in a way I experience the shadow attributes of my placements and that is okay. Now I know I know how the shadows can present themselves and I can move forward with my life, point blank. So that is what we are actually looking to do when we begin to analyze our charts so that we can understand our thought processes and motives. So how do we do this? One, do the calculations that I have shared with you guys. Again, the chart for the alphabet and their associated numbers is posted on the highlights of the Instagram. Now, mind you, the Instagram has a different name at the moment because I made a new one and I have to wait two weeks for the name to become available since I switched it from the old one. So our temporary name is Dear Chrysalides and Chrysalides is the plural of chrysalis, um, C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-D-E-S. I know it's a mouthful and difficult to spell, but if you're looking for it, that's what it is for now. Um, in about a week from the time I'm publishing this, we will be able to change the name back. Now, if you are not interested in doing the calculations, and the reason I'm urging you to though, though it's not necessary, um, it's because for me, I was able to see the proportions of vibrations within my name when I saw like, okay, you have this many A's, which means you have this many ones within your name, yada, yada. So just kind of getting an overall picture, but that's not necessary, but it was helpful for me. Um, but the app, the app that will calculate all of this, you just put in your full name and date of birth is called Numerology Secrets in the app store. But when it downloads on your phone, it's going to be called Two Numerology. This app is actually amazing and it is very in-depth with its descriptions of the numbers within each of these placements in your number chart. So definitely, definitely check it out, download it if you can. And another way though, after you have seen your chart and calculated it, 
to connect with those numbers is to do further research on those numbers and their and their associations. So you want to look up the themes of each number in your chart and you want to look up associations like colors and animals and feelings, all the things that would be associated. Um, even their history, the history of these numbers, how they show up in um, religious text, how they show up throughout history, how they show up in mystical text. All of these things can help you get a wide, broad range of that number and its symbolism. Another way to connect with the numbers in your number chart is to start looking for those numbers within your life. For me personally, as I said, one child, one parent, and also 19 has been a big thing for me. So even to calculate my life path, you start with 19. But then for middle school, a large portion of middle school, my bus stop number was 19. I mean, my bus number was 19. Um, even my social security has 19 in it. Like, I don't know if I should share that, but 19 is showing up a lot in my life for some reason. Um, but I've been sitting with that number, trying to hear what it has to say. You look it up every once in a while and then you can connect with it better. And then lastly, the best way I could say connect with these placements in your chart is to answer the questions I'm going to provide. So I've got a few questions for each of the light placements that I'm sharing with you guys today. For the life path, I've got three questions. The first is what is my role within society? Now, as we continue the number chart series, I will have in-depth episodes about each of the number charts and what they mean um, with their life path numbers. Like we'll go over all of the placements and all of their numbers. But I will give you the titles, like the names I've given to each life path number now. And this might help you in answering that question. What is my role within society? You can see how well you resonate. Um, right now, you're going to provide your own definition for these titles. And I'm curious to see how you guys define them. For the life path one, you are the pioneer. The life path two, you are the muse. Three, you are the teacher. Four, you are the architect. Five, you are the adventurer. Six, you are the nurturer. Seven, you are the philosopher. Eight, you are the manifester. And nine, you are the humanitarian. But yeah, see how well, write about how well you resonate with your role within society. The second question is how does someone within this role present themselves? So what is the persona of this person? How do they walk? How do they talk? What do they look like? What's their daily routine? Do you resonate with these things? Do you want to resonate with these answers that you've given? And the third question is, what are the associations with this number? Again, this goes back to colors and history and animals and whatever you can find. For the soul urge, the questions are, what motivates me? This answer, I would like you guys to figure out before you read the descriptions or before you start your research. Just genuinely answer what motivates you in life. For me, my original answer was my legacy. I am motivated by the way I want to be remembered in this life. When I read the description for my nine soul urge, um, how it is touching people's lives without forcing ideas down their throat, just inspiring by living and believing my truth, 
I kind of thought these went hand in hand. So it was very interesting to kind of see how that one and that nine related to each other. And the second question for the soul urge is, what about humanity as a whole would you change? And what do you appreciate most? For me, my answer, since I was a child, I would always say I wish humanity was more open-minded. I wish people could develop the ability to listen, not for the sake of arguing, not for the sake of responding, not to make a point, but to genuinely understand another person so that we can be compassionate. What do I appreciate most? Literally, we are all so different. There are people on the other side of this world who are doing different things than I am right now for different reasons, and we are all coexisting in this moment of time on the same rock, and that blows my mind. Now, questions for the personality placement. What is your desired legacy? And the second is which characteristics of yourself would you want someone to fall in love with? And then for expression, what about you makes you charismatic or convincing? Now, to round up, we have kind of talked about how understanding our number charts help us to understand our thinking and our motivations. We can analyze whether or not we are living through the light attributes or the shadow attributes of our light placements. And we can adjust if necessary. Now, I just want to talk about the Instagram because I have been promising you guys conversations for weeks and they have not been happening. I know you guys are frustrated. I'm frustrated as it directly conflicts with my personality placement, which is one, I would like to be remembered as a reliable, adequate leader. And I have been anything but. I have been very inconsistent, so I apologize. Um, but the conversations are happening now. There is a schedule. There are many posts scheduled. Um, and we are taking the conversations back to the beginning of the podcast because there's just a lot to discuss. Um, now, it was not on purpose that we are kind of doing this lag in conversation between the podcast and the Instagram, but I am kind of glad we're at this point because this gives us time to really process and answer these questions, come back to them, reflect on them so that we can have conversations with each other that are educated and well thought out. What I realized while I was trying to make conversation, like for each episode as they were happening, is that it's too rushed. Because what I am doing in the podcast with you guys is moving through my shadow work in real time. And you'll especially see that in the next episode, as I have already started integrating my shadow of anger and these are just new answers that the universe has given me very recently. So in the podcast, we'll kind of move in real time. And then on the Instagram, through our conversations, we'll give ourselves time to reflect and to write things out and understand truly what's happening. So join the conversations. Again, we have a placement Instagram name, Dear Chrysalides. It will change back to Dear.Chrysalis very soon in about a week. But yeah, you guys, I'm very excited. Um, the next episode of the number chart placement is going to be focused on the dark placements, which include our karma number, our major challenges, and our subconscious response. And then the next episode in the podcast, though, is going to be all about the art of war and how to listen for answers when we ask the universe.
So stay tuned, you guys. New posting schedule is going to be every other Friday instead of every Monday, just because if I'm moving in real time, I can't really keep up at that pace. Um, and I am kind of reliant on when the universe answers my questions and how they guide me. So I'm giving us all a bit more time to process and learn. But yeah, you guys, I will talk to you guys in a couple weeks and I will see many of you on Instagram. Bye.